I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Ring, 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 ring. May I please speak with Zoe? Oh, hello, Lamorne. Let's patch in Hannah. God, I forgot what it was like working with you guys. Welcome to our show. Hey gang, how you doing? Hello, hey everybody. Hello. Hi. Zoe, are you still locked? Are you still locked up in a hotel? I was never locked up in a hotel. Oh. Um, Where were you? I in my I'm in my parents' house right now, but I'm I'm done with quarantine. So same as a good. hotel, parents' house. Same as a hotel. <laughs> I, think- I wasn't I wasn't stuck here the whole time. I'm just leaving my house so that other people can go in my house. Do they cook for um, you, your parents? Um, they will. So everybody, like, it's when this episode airs, this will be far over. So I don't want everybody to think that, like, when this airs, that um, we all have COVID. <laughs> but like, we all have no. COVID while we're making right now. And mm-hmm. last week, obviously, we're at the end. It's almost the end. Um, but my mom got it, and I got it, and so anyway. But we all had mild cases, so mm. there you go. Yeah. Thank very, goodness. Very interesting. I went two and a half years without catching COVID, so. That's pretty good. That's, that's yeah. pretty good. That's taking care of yourself right there. It's not bad. <laughs> Did you it ever get week. it, Hannah, or no? Still haven't gotten it. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Lamorne's you just been wait. catching it for me. <laughs> Lamorne's been catching it for me. You've had it like three times. I got twice. 
I got it twice. <laughs> you got it for, twice. That's right. Twice. For me and for you. You took one for the team. I appreciate I you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I thought it was like so um, special that I hadn't gotten it. And then um, <laughs> it's inevitable. It's a matter of daughter brought it home. That was, it was. Yeah, exactly. She she got it. And, you know, and I got it. Everybody's stronger for it. All right. Yeah, we're all okay. Can we have to dive in and do this episode? It's one of my favorite episodes. I don't yeah, know why I, I like love this episode, episode so yeah. much. Yeah, I love it too. Secrets. Secrets. Directed by David Wayne. David Wayne. Love David, David Wayne. Wayne. Oh, wait, you guys, I just want to say something about last week's episode. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which was Fancy Man 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't mention our director, which was Matt Shackman. And he's awesome. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I, I just want to give a shout out to him. He's awesome. He's done like tons of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and um, Game of Thrones. And mm. um, he's an excellent director. Um, mm. So uh, we only got to have him one time on New Girl, sadly. But um, just wanted to mention him since, you know. We've, Very we've nice. you know, mentioned people. Well, shout uh, out to other Matt. Directors. Shout out to Matt. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Matt. Anyway, back to this week's episode. Um, <laughs> David Wayne. Secrets. Great director. Yes, indeed. Yes. He makes so, an appearance in this episode. Multiple times. He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> multiple times. Uh, if you're not familiar with uh, David Wayne, he's a fantastic director. Wet Hot American Summer. That guy. Wet is, Hot American Summer is one of my favorite comedies yeah um such a great movie he's such a he's he's a, he's an actor director writer and you can tell he has his hands on this episode um <laughs> I, for me personally i remember there was a moment i guess we can get into it later there was a moment where he was very hands on slash hands off with a scene that i did and it was <laughs> the first the first time me being on that show where I felt completely 100% uh, free to perform. Wow. And then I thought, oh, man, was this it Theodore is what it K. Mullins? It was the Theodore K. Mullins monologue. That thing. I mean, you went there. <laughs> you went there. Was uh, that like an Oprah Winfrey quote? Like the Right, that was going to be a little trivia thing that I was going to do. Color Purple? Yeah. Yeah. When I said you told Harpo to beat that was just a, <laughs> that was just that one line uh, from uh from <laughs> the color purple. Um, yeah. 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 I remembered that line from Color Purple and um Well, well I'll just talk about know. it. I'll, yeah, I'll just talk, talk about, about it. Was it like yeah, how was it. it on the page? Um it wasn't what as you did. in depth. It wasn't as in depth on the page. I, I I remember it being very loose and David saying to me uh just give it just just try a couple takes at it and play with it have fun and i remember doing a take it might have been the first take and he never called cut and i just so i just kept doing bits <laughs> i just kept saying stuff <laughs> and then i i was so used to you know sometimes on the show if i would go off the rails completely we don't have a lot of time for that uh <laughs> you would hear cut and i just remember seeing him laughing behind the monitor and i just took that as a sign to just keep making stuff up and um and it was it was again like i said one of the first times where i felt completely free to just do whatever throwing the you told harpo to beat me line in there that this whole <laughs> bit is like uh <laughs> the theater k bullets <laughs> bit the whole bit is like 
a ode to like old black churches and like oh, it's just like <laughs> so let's set the scene TV though let's set the scene if you're listening so this is the scene um in the episode where nick has been i mean we're kind of jumping to the end i will say that <laughs> right this is we're i mean a, a the moment end, but it's it's a moment um, where he's been caught lying to multiple girls and he doesn't know how to get them out of the house. And so Winston's character steps in and um, pretends to be Nick's lover on the well, down low that's right. to get these women to race out of the house. And then Lamorne is now explaining how uh, he came up with this crazy character. Yeah, the voice, the <laughs> the character theater at Kate Millen's, obviously it comes from, like I've said before, the, the actor uh, Russell Hornsby. That was just me doing exaggerated version of his vocal pattern and his vocal quality. But it turned into this weird thing. Um, and in this monologue, I just felt the freedom to just pull in, you know, <laughs> Negro spirituals. And <laughs> I don't know why I went there with it. But they didn't cut it. And so uh, it turned out to be what it what it was. And from that it's moment like, on, I felt free to do things on the show. It's like a brink. You're on the brink of tears, but also like full of rage. Yeah. If it's you like at, this, this, this marriage of these two things that makes everybody feel like a little uncomfortable because it sounds like you're just about to pop off and you don't know which way it's going to go. Yeah. Which is very effective in clearing a room, which is what you're trying to do. Oh, 100 percent it's a very um you know what's love got to do with it yeah you know, type of performance i guess Ike. exactly <laughs> <laughs> you told harpo to beat me shout out to all the uh color purple fans out there shout out to one of our long-term or long-time listeners oprah winfrey big fan Huge. oprah's a big fan of our show <laughs> she posts about it all the time uh -huh. um okay she's bought all our her. merch by the way we like yep. just launched merch for this podcast and uh it's sold and, out so. and oprah has purchased all of it sorry well, guys there's a few pieces left list. just a few if you go to the website you might grab the few that <laughs> that miss winfrey did get. <laughs> oprah is just sitting in her montecito mansion <laughs> yeah a welcome to our hat. show the mug. shirt with the mug, she's got a hat, and definitely she's covered a in hoodie. the enamel pins. She's got her golden retrievers snuggling <laughs> up. She's reading a good book. Yeah, with her private jet that she shares with Zoe outside in the back. <laughs> um, All right, I will support that rumor. <laughs> yeah, that's a great rumor. Hop on that. We, um, we okay. just share. <laughs> Let's start from the top of this episode. Um, okay, now that we're halfway through. <laughs> Um, because okay. it's one of my favorite openings ever because it's where we first get to meet Nadia mm, in right. what is now like this infamous line. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> um, which uh, I'll get. I'll let Lamorne say. What? This one, Jewel in the couch. That's right. Why you let me say it? <laughs> <laughs> you said it now, not Just me. Just as bad. That's on you. <laughs> well, the writers uh, of New Girl. Um, hopefully a Jewish writer said uh, wrote Jew in the couch, Jew in the couch, and then and then, he, then you you kind of check her a little bit. That's right. I said you're she, in America. You can't say that. And so she, she goes, says, "Jew person in the couch." That's right. <laughs> the thing that I remember is because it was our first time really like working together in that scene. Is Max genuinely having to be buried in that couch? little yep. claustrophobic and then having to pop out and it's right on that line and he goes she's not wrong right <laughs> yeah. 
And he broke almost every single time. I think that's when we all got so caught off guard by how incredibly funny Rebecca is. Just naturally, she just makes you laugh. Just she, who she Mm. is. She has that impact on you. And it was our first experience. I just remember him breaking and laughing um, and me just being like, oh, I hope she sticks around. She's amazing. (laughs) I hope we're roommates on this show. Was that the first time we saw your apartment as well? Mm. Mm. I feel like it might be. I because, feel like it might be. Because I remember, I, I forget why I saw that apartment when we were filming. I think it was built on another stage. It was on, was it on the... Stage uh, next door. It was on the stage next, next stage. Door. Stage Yeah, they finally 19? ended up building it. It used to yeah. be a flex set, so it would come and go. And yeah. then they ended up keeping it in later seasons because we shot a bunch there. And shout out to our, yeah. um, our set designers. I remember seeing the set and going oh this is cool but then when you watch it on tv and this happens all the time but i just remember this one i don't know why this one in particular i genuinely felt like it was a real apartment i it something about the design of it and even i think also the fact that you didn't spend as much time on there you yeah. know in on that set i think it's like how all sets i feel like if you're watching tv and you you're not you don't spend a lot of time on it like the actors um or the you know people working on the shows it looks like you know it looks like a real apartment um mm-hmm. but yeah um the it, all our sets were so good i oh, do yeah. i do have to say and fun fact about that scene as well max mm-hmm. did a thousand push-ups before and a bunch <laughs> of punches so i don't want you to think i don't want the, f- the fans out there to think he just looks like that no he, <laughs> he was getting pumped up in between each scene so <laughs> you know there's that so so the um so this first scene um i was gonna say i love that jess is listening to diane keaton's autobiography that always made me <laughs> laugh <laughs> um which of course she is um and so jess comes to cc's apartment and cc's acting weird they're supposed to be training for a what like a 5k or 10k um and i also find it funny that they're running that five it's like a 5k and it's not it's not that much distance like a 5k (laughs) doesn't take that long to run it and it's like they they're running it into the night (laughs) like the end of the episode is like nighttime it's like how slow is jess she can't be that slow (laughs) that would probably be me in Um, real life like everything is a -a walkathon there's no way i don't i I don't run you're not you're not a runner no i'm not gonna lie to you not not gonna lie to you we couldn't tell by your form in in the episode i will never forget showing up to shoot that part and i was just like okay so how are we gonna like fudge this and david wayne was like you're gonna run you're gonna just run across the camera it's like not a lot of running i was like yeah but how many takes i was like that's like that's like a, that's real running i was like gonna run i was like not excited about it at all i know i thought it was funny they were like i used to like i mean i wasn't at that time but i was like a runner like i would run every day like it was my thing i'd run like six days a week um and that they were like, okay, and Hannah, <laughs> Hannah's amazing at running, and you're so awful. It takes you like six hours to run a 5K. <laughs> yeah, like, you'd have was... to be like walking slowly. <laughs> this was, we had to do our best acting. 
because yep. it was again, you had to do very, yeah, very good acting. You had to act like I'm a not bad saying runner. I don't run with terrible, stupid form, but I did <laughs> used to run a lot. <laughs> if you see arms flailing on the street, it's, it's probably yeah. 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 I, probably the other big memory I had watching this episode was when we're stretching outside of the loft. Yeah, where you're, you're, you're Jess is stretching mm-hmm. and Cece's mm-hmm. trying to apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember really clearly. I there remember were shooting paparazzi. It, yeah. Oh yeah, taking pictures, and I personally, as Hannah, had never experienced paparazzi oh, yeah. before. Except it was like a for- ma- massive amount of paparazzi too. It was like yes, a press line. Like there were a lot, and I was very like across the street. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> I was very like didn't know what to do. We're trying to shoot. We're trying to do a thing. And I'll never forget you walked over to me because I was just like, what is like, what are we supposed to do? Do we run and hide in the building? Do they leave? Like, what do we do? <laughs> and you came and you put your arm around me and you're like, if we just look and smile and let them take their pictures, it'll go away. And so that's what <laughs> we did. We sat there. We gave each other a hug. We smiled. We waved. And then the whole thing dissipated. And you kind of like yeah. walked me through that first moment. I, that really <laughs> I forgot that there were like times where they had paparazzi remember when we would shoot on the roof roof of that building and like oh yeah was it macarthur uh, park. That par- Mar- macarthur park that building across from macarthur park and we'd shoot on the roof and there would be like paparazzi in the building across the way taking pictures yeah. of us shooting <laughs> right, and i right. remember one time they took a picture with like a really unflattering lens or something and i was like oh my god i looked i was like wearing shorts or a short skirt and i was like oh my god i looked so bad in that picture like oh my how did i end up wearing this unflattering <laughs> outfit and then the show came out and i looked totally fine and I was like, ah, they have like purposefully unflattering, like, <laughs> like opposite of Instagram filter. It's like me the reverse my, like, filter. Me and my girlfriend, mm-hmm. me and my girlfriend, we have a good relationship with paparazzi where they never take photos of us whenever we're out. And so you, that's why you've never seen photos of me and my girlfriend out and about yeah. in the street. You just Your girlfriend, make a, uh, like Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, you wouldn't believe that we were that dating. She's imaginary. Helps the paparazzi. No, no, very real, very real. Well, she's not imaginary, but the relationship is. That's what we want you guys to think. You know what I mean? Yeah. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making you believe he wasn't real. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in this relationship, what happens in this episode is you come by, blah, 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 blah. Something's going on. It's a little off. Yeah. Okay, so... Is this the first time we realize like Nick's a terrible liar? Yes. Sweatbag. Yeah. This is like, this becomes kind of a, a trope is that um, you can't hold the secret any longer. You tell Nick, Nick's a terrible liar, which has mm-hmm. also been established because he can't lie to that, the girl that, that was leaving yep. um, the apartment. And I come back and quickly identify that there, that Nick is, is, is lying to me. He's lying. By um, his sweaty back. By his sweaty back. Well, he doesn't even really put up a fight either. That's the funniest part about the whole thing. Yeah. He immediately he breaks because he just can't handle it. Neither All can it Winston. takes is for me to say, fold, 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 fold. <laughs> and he does it. I was he kind of, it. I didn't fully remember this episode, but then I watched it. I was like, 
why does Jess feel so entitled <laughs> to know that they were sleeping together? I'd well, it's know. her best friend. I, to be I that angry she... about it, I was just like, holy smokes. It just seemed like to be angry. I well, guess it's that how hurt shows itself. It wasn't it's the anger like that. that they were together. It was the anger that they were keeping it from her. Yeah. Was, I would be upset about that. I'd be a li- I, I, yeah. I wouldn't be as mad, but uh, especially if it was if it were going on for that long, mm. I would go. Well, why did you? Why did you? You know? Why did you tell me? Yeah. Why did you feel the need to keep it from me? I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like my roommate, my best friend. Like, I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. And also the fact Jess is is the person that always tells everything, so she kind of think thinks everybody else is right 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 always being completely 100% upfront about everything. Right. It also is pretty messy for CC to be hooking up with your best friend's roommate because if things go south, yeah. there can be a domino effect on that. She's sloppy. She's sloppy. Y'all. That's true. Yeah. That is very 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 messy. That is the ta- that's the takeaway from your character so far. <laughs> is that you're messy. You're sloppy and you're messy. Is, yeah. <laughs> I kind of agree to be honest with you. I was just like, hey, wait, get your house in order. What are you doing? Your, your character has taken a dramatic uh, leap as far as maturity, I will say, in this show. So different how you are in the first season how you are in the final season when you're you know you're a mother and you're you know you're married and you have a you own your own business it's so you would not think you were the exact same person from from season one yeah i mean i feel like also this storyline that cc and schmidt had was something that i really kind of had to figure out for myself Mm-hmm. This idea that physical intimacy was like really easy and super casual for them mm-hmm. and the emotional intimacy was really, really hard. And that was the scary thing, yeah. right? Because I feel like for me, at least growing up, for so many of my friends, it was the opposite, right? Like they mm-hmm. were so open and easy with their hearts to like fall in love, fall in love with the next boy. Like every single week, it was fine. They were open hearted. But then... Being physically intimate was a lot scarier and it was a much longer game before any of that was going to happen. So when this character, when I learned that about Cece, that she's just like, oh, no, that's fine. Right. I'll hook up and that's like, that's not a big deal. Doesn't scare me. Doesn't, I don't worry about it. Um, but catching feelings is terrifying and I will dodge that as long as I can. It was very different <laughs> to kind of see how that world works. Was this the first time we saw this version of Jess? Just uh, angry, like this type. I know we had seen you and injured a little mean towards Nick uh, due to his circumstance. But in this one, you know, would you say this is one of the first times because you, that it was directed towards Cece? Maybe. Well, no, because they have that little loft fight, right? That my face is my job loft fight. I remember that. Mm. I feel like when that happens. Not. It's not a big like this, fight, though. That one. That was a physical fight. Wait, what you guys are? Oh, that one? I can't, I don't remember. But the face is my me, job, uh, and you're like jumping on my back. My earring gets caught. I mean, those, that's oh, what yeah. showed me that these were yeah, like that was sisters. These are right. like sisters, and how they can, yeah. you're free to get mad at the other person because you know it doesn't impact your love for them or them leaving your life right. or something. And it, that showed me in this episode, like how deep the sisterhood ran between the girls. Well, I think it was just really freaking lame that you went to the, 
to the movies with Jessica P. So, <laughs> I just can't believe you would go to see my girl with Jessica P. So <laughs> I'd like you to answer for pee? that. We do uh, a lot of freaking P. We do a lot of bits on the show and we say a lot of ridiculous things on the show. I have to say, as a re- the circumstance being so ridiculous that you're mad about something that happened that long ago was but you the way you played it was so convincing, even though you had a mask on your face and I felt like you were tearing up. I was like, damn, she she played that so real. And I was honest. upset about it. That would have been I a mean, fun thing to have happen in later seasons. Is Jessica, <laughs> Jessica P's in town. Her just yeah, if Jessica Jessica P should have come back. Yeah, she should have come back. I want to know who she is. I want to know what happened. That mm-hmm. you get so mad that it was her. <laughs> no, um, I could just I could just picture it. It's like, you know, like a, a some new person comes into your class and their name is also Jessica and <laughs> they're cool and they want to be friends with your friend. And, you know, I can totally, I can relate to this. I can relate to this. I've never had that problem. Another Lamorne, another Lamorne has never showed up to my class. <laughs> never. There's been, a, there's, there's been a few Lamars, but it's not mm, the same. No Lamorne. I will not, say this: yeah. so going by the the first letter of your last name, though, is a good way to distinguish between people who have the same first name. Because I remember there was two girls called Sarah in my dorm, mm-hmm. and they and one was i don't know my height let's say and the other one she was actually quite short like super short um so they people called her i did not but people to find them be like big sarah and little sarah mm-hmm. but no girl wants to be called like big hannah you know what i'm right. saying so even yeah. though there was nothing big about big sarah <laughs> it was just comparatively As to the other sarah yep it was Big Sarah and Little Sarah for all of college. And it was just like this weird way of, of differentiating between these two names. And now I'm like, they should have just been like, that's Sarah F. And that's Sarah T. That would have been a lot easier and more of an accurate description. Uh, on this episode, y'all, we have something else that's interesting. There's another first on this mm. episode where, you know, you know, the dynamic between the guys on the show, we we have the same feeling about Schmidt and his behavior and we just let him be who he is going to be. And we're not necessarily fans of it, but we love him. Nick actually goes to Schmidt for advice about how to sleep around, which I thought was just, <laughs> how to be a douchebag. <laughs> Teach to me a douche to be yeah. a douchebag. Um, I, I when there's something about the way Jake is playing this that I found to be so refreshing because it was it was it was it was funny. It was like a, a guy trying. I've I've never seen that a guy trying to. It's like a workshop of how to be a douchebag in the dynamic between them two. The lessons, the in the bed or doing the chalkboard thing, the air chalkboard. That's the invisible chalkboard. I don't know. I thought that was. Uh, I thought that was very very funny. I also felt like all those girls were so territorial. I know. <laughs> They're very possessive. Weirdly possessive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you're doing what Nick is doing, you can't help it. I just thought it was amazing to see how you could change your mind about somebody so quickly. And just because they learned that he's sleeping with Cece, all of a sudden, 
He's a voice to be trusted. (laughs) He's an expert in the realm. Just because one woman has lost her mind. (laughs) Yes. There's a flip to this, which is why I also love the tag of this episode, too, because it's kind of the first time you see Cece and Winston's dynamic and chemistry. I think it's the first thing we ever shot, just the two of us. I think so. Um, I think so. And it's just um, so funny, you just listing all of these reasons, because you're going, there's no way. There's no way he's that good. So yeah. are you okay? Yeah, blink twice <laughs> if you're yes. okay. Mm-hmm. What's happening to you? Yeah. Which I think was a... Uh, She's you know, been human trafficked. <laughs> That's right. Um, and oh, Schmidt yeah. has benefited. Oh, 100%. Let's see. What better advice could we have given to Nick? Yeah, what advice would you give Nick? I mean, I'm not going to lie. How he handled it at the marathon was actually very good. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. It, was, it was a lie, but it was, you know. <laughs> That's okay. It's to save the people's feelings, get out of the situation. Because as Zoe said, I think they're they're kind of being unreasonable too. They yeah, are. They're being unreasonable. So you got to just kind of like um, moonwalk backwards out of it. They're being because- unreasonable, but he's also like on a tear. Like <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. right. somehow from one week to the next, he has like, Amassed like, like half a dozen yeah. college age <laughs> lovers, and I, I, and I also think that's the reason why they they are behaving the way they are. There's a maturity level there. If that's they, right. He's dating college college girls, and that's they're mm-hmm. gonna behave that way. They're you know falling what I mean? in love at the drop of a hat. Yeah, he's the a sophisticated gen- bartender. The Janine scene where it was. Um, Nick and Schmidt lying in bed together with you watching, by the way. And right. you know that moment, which is definitely was never written in on the pages when Max goes like, mm, like that. And you hear yeah. Jake go, don't make that sound. Don't make that sound. Don't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're like, no, that definitely was not written. That was not part of the script. That's oh, just- yeah. I thought it, I thought that it was funny. <laughs> you know, it was like a, a joke on top of on top of a joke where they're together and then it's been established like, oh, this is kind of weird. And then Jess comes in and says, is this happening too? Too? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah, it's a very farcical. uh, I love when the like farcical elements of New Girl come out. Oh, another thing I will say that's unique to David Wayne and students of cinema will notice um, this episode had a lot more steady cam than most episodes of New Girl. He had steady cam. He mm-hmm. used he just likes to use it a lot. So like he wanted everything in motion. So there's like a lot of steady cam on this episode. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you could and you feel it a lot too in, in mm-hmm. moments when especially in, in comedy it's uh it's fun to do that. The scene feels and when you improvise you can feel it too. You can it feels more natural that way. Um, just like you said, especially, I'm not sure if Steady Cam was used in that scene when they're on the bed. Um, but in that moment, they're, like you said, Hannah, they're improvising a lot. Um, yeah, you can just tell that Max is trying to make Jake as uncomfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you feel and, Jake going like, I have to be here because yeah. I have to get this advice from you. But yeah. stop doing all the extra stuff. That's not what's in this scene, Max. Yeah. Just do the scene. Don't yeah. touch me. Why are you touch? You could just see the whole thing unfold. It really made me laugh to watch him feel that uncomfortable. And that's a shout out to David Wayne again for letting that, let, letting that You breathe. know he didn't call a cut. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> of course he didn't. Of course he didn't. Um, if you're looking for David Wayne in this episode, by the way, at the end, you see him in the marathon, like break through the runners and say, 
Heads up, I'm peeing. That's yeah. David Wayne. Heads up, I'm peeing. Yes, that is David Wayne. And on that note, we will go to break. And when we come back, we will show you the deleted scene of David Wayne peeing. <laughs> Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. 
and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Welcome to our show. And we're back. <laughs> Should we just mention that we have a we have a, a merch store? Yeah. We've got some t-shirts going. Some, I'm sitting here uh, drinking mugs. out of the mug right now. The mug is great. I know. I love the mug. The mug is great. It's a I had soup mug. in my mug the other day. We have, we have mugs, sweatshirts. You can see us modeling some of these on our um, Instagram pages. So check it out. Check it out. Um, some really great artwork. I'm very excited for you guys to, to check it out. So I will say my family is crazy excited about this merch launch because they um you know they're indians and they like to rep they like to rep in the streets hard mm-hmm. and there was never any merch for the show like the show show and yeah. so the fact now that there is merch that has our faces on it um yes. looking yeah. cute and our show our podcast on it um they're like, we'll take one of everything, and they're just head to yeah. toe, sporting they, it down the street. When they go to I New York, do, when they go to New York, do they wear shirts that say "I love New York" and hats that say "I love New York"? <laughs> <laughs> if New York was rapping. their daughter or their son, they would. It's only in the family. They like to rep it town. very hard. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I was, love yeah. it. Yeah, I was wearing I'm, a hat I'm out in Nashville, it. and I had to give it away. I had to give. Did my someone hat find away. you? A lot of people found me, but I kept negotiating not to give the hat up. <laughs> I, was, I would trade a selfie they were for like, the hat. Give me your hat. Yeah, so no, I post- he posted that you he would give you the hat if you, if you found oh, him. I yeah. don't. I I don't yeah. read. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, me and my friends um, were out, and I I was spotted a bunch of times. And if they had seen my Instagram, you or sometimes you'd hear from across the street. Give me the hat. <laughs> and I would go, oh. damn it. And then I would run another direction. Uh, you were so not you, making good on your promise. You lied. No, I, I ultimately <laughs> gave it away. I ultimately ended up having to give it away. Um, I'll post that video on my Instagram. <laughs> Somebody finally caught up with you. <laughs> they did. They did. They cornered me. Okay, let's dive um, back into oh. this episode because here's the okay. this, the big thing that ha- another big thing that happens in this episode that got me thinking, right? Because there are a lot of roommates, boy girl roommates, especially now because it's so expensive to live anywhere, so people are roommating up again. Do you think it changes the dynamic if you found out that your roommate was thinking about you during an intimate moment with themselves, or is that normal not stuff that should be shared? <laughs> Keep it a secret. Keep it a secret. Some Ooh. stuff is because it to will say change secret. the dynamic. Yeah, don't. That's not stuff to share. It would. And in this episode, which is what I find to be so funny, is that the next episode we don't mention it. <laughs> it doesn't affect <laughs> us at all. In fact, Schmidt talks about it right in front of Cece. <laughs> I know. Right in front of Cece. I was like, is that a normal thing people do? I was like, you just told me you think about my best friend sitting there, who's, by the way, like hardshipping us right now <laughs> when you are alone. I mean, Weird. very progressive mm, dynamic no, going on. <laughs> Way more mature than me. I'll Shout say that. Shout out to Big Love on HBO. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me of sister sister wives sister wives um, for sure it is uh, really sweet though because you do see at the end just being able to like 
keep a secret, unlike all of those weak men in the episode. Mm -hmm. And to actually enjoy the relationship, which is then you see that she wasn't mad that they're together. She's just mad that her best friend. Yeah, she just wants her best friend to tell her stuff. I get that. Oh, yeah. Um, And that concluded that episode. Overall, I loved that episode. I, I really did. It. Yeah, and it. Oh, I do too. And by the way, the other thing, because you know, I get the stress of where's the bear. Tell us yeah. everything. Now it's time for where's the bear. Where's the bear? Where's the bear is brought to you by Hyundai. When it comes to your journey, Hyundai is thinking of every mile. I honestly, it becomes stressful for me because I feel like I have this big thing to prove. This one made it so easy yeah. because Jake just like shouts bear like 50 times yeah. when he's panic lying he's like bears magic bears bears when he's talking about his phone where's phone yep like? thank oh, you yeah. jake johnson thank you jake johnson for making it very easy for me this episode slam dunk found that bear <laughs> amazing <laughs> classic uh, <laughs> thanks for helping us with our bear hunt hyundai remember with hyundai it's all about the journey Whatever your destination, they've got the latest tech to get you there safe and keep your passengers entertained along the way. From shopping to buying to owning, Hyundai has your back. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. I also will say thank you to everybody that is sliding into my DMs and telling me where the bears are in past episodes where I couldn't find them. Um, I'm going to screen grab it and post it because it's really? very helpful. Yes, I have a team of bear detectives now who oh. listen to the podcast and then... Help me comb through episodes. So appreciate it. You must have to rifle through some weird messages to find. (laughs) You know what? I will say everybody, everybody is like. one thing. (laughs) Everybody is actually very sweet in the DMs. So I appreciate that. If you have something nasty to say, you take that to my brother Lamorne and he will handle the responses. (laughs) Well, I will filter through them and then DM them to Hannah myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they no. will get to you, Hannah. Uh, no. <laughs> Eventually. You. Yes. They'll be redacted. We're learning um, about secrets. Keep those to yourself. <laughs> Keep those thoughts to yourself. Nobody wants to hear them. Just have it and shut it down. Any closing remarks on this episode for me? I love David Wayne. This is my I first love time. David I love David Wayne, too. He's to so him. great. He will be love on our him. show, folks. We will be doing a, a, a personal interview with David Wayne. We will talk about New Girl and some of the other stuff he's got going yes. on. So stay tuned for that. And we're going to go to break. And we're going to hear from some sponsors. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) 
What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to our show. All right, we're back from the break. How's yes. everybody doing? Good. That was a good break, you guys. I had fun that on was that a, one. N- me too. Me too. It's a really good break. Such a great break. Should we? Are you ready for True American? I am. You know what? I am. I want to do this. Let's jump into it. Some week we should do True Canadian just for Anna. Anna. (laughs) Yeah, we should. We'll do Um, True Canadian and we'll invite Jonathan and Jesse on and we will test them on their Canadian You guys can talk about uh, Tim Hortons and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Timmy's. (laughs) Little Tim bits. (laughs) True American. All right. Welcome to True American, where the rules change weekly and you leave more confused than when you showed up. Today, we're playing Two Truths and a Lie, President's Edition. Our producer, Joelle, has culminated a list of interesting facts about five well-known presidents. We have to decipher fact from fiction. Mm. All right? Well, let me just just start by saying this. It might be unfair because... Anybody who knows me knows that I'm an expert on all things presidents. 
We're going to see if like art and life have a, a reflection here going on because <laughs> the quiz you know, episode that we did with you wasn't your strong suit. So now let's see if Lamorne is better than Winston. Oh, the quizzes. I'm the king. Trivia. All let's right. Go. Abe Lincoln. There are three options and we have to pick which ones are true and which one is a lie. Okay. Okay. One was the first president to be photographed at his inauguration. Two was married at the age of 23 or three was a captain in the Black Hawk War. Hmm. I'm going like to say the Hawk lie. It, <laughs> I'm going to say the lie is was a captain in the Black Hawk War. I've never heard of the Black never Hawk heard War, of but. it. Yeah, I've heard, heard of heard. marriage and of photographs. So I agree with you. He was married at 33. 33. He was a young player. He was a young player. Black Hawk War, I've never heard of. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When your name is Abe Lincoln, your name is Abe Lincoln, you're going to wait to get married, okay? Okay. You young 20s, you out (laughs) here. Abraham would have got married at 23, but Abe? Yeah, Abe. That's 33. Come on. He's holding out. Come on now. Um, All right. Okay. George Washington. Okay. Is it? A, had wooden teeth. B, he was born in Virginia. C, began inheriting enslaved people at 11 years old. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with B, was born in Virginia. I know George Washington had enslaved people and I know he had wooden teeth. I know he lived in Virginia, but I don't know if he was born in Virginia. I don't think he was born in Virginia. I want to say he was born in Springfield. In West Virginia. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we're saying that he wasn't born in Virginia. Virginia. His false teeth were made from the teeth of the people he enslaved. What? What? Is that true? No. That's true facts. They're they're in a museum. You can see them. They're pretty horrifying. That's true facts. They're not wooden? No, I think they, uh, that was his publicist put that out there, Zoe, and we believed it. I believed the wooden teeth. Whoa, do we have to fact check this one? Oh my God. He. I am burning my fire. That is, that is like. I mean, he said, I'm going to free the slaves, but I'm going to keep their teeth so I can have. Them. Oh, my God. OK, um, actually, he move didn't. on to JFK. Okay. I'm over George. Abling I'm over George. Slaves, too. It's like really hard with like these people. Mm-hmm. Dang. I don't like. I feel like we're back in the sad song, True American. Oh my god! I know. I'm I'm in, now I feel like depressed. Tears from dark. heaven. That's what this I'm. I'm back one. in there. I'm back in that mindset and that vibe. All right, JFK, go for it, Lamorne. John F. Kennedy, A, youngest president ever elected, B, second oldest of nine children, or C, graduated from Yale. I think C is. You think it's C? What about you? I thought he was. I. I can't believe of nine children. That just seems. My grandma had nine kids. Yeah, he was from a Catholic, like Irish Catholic family. They were doing it. They had a lot of kids. They were doing it, and she was, um, and he was younger than Obama. Correct, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't okay. Know. All okay. right, so all right. So fine, you can convince me. He never went to Yale. He went to Howard. That's right. He went to Howard. 
<laughs> he went Harvard. to Harvard and Princeton. And Look Princeton. at you, Zoe. Oh, wow. That's what I thought you went to know those Kennedys. All right, wrap it up. I mean, I feel like Theodore Mullins should do Theodore Roosevelt. Do another one. Yeah, come on, Theodore. And do it like Theodore. Theodore Roosevelt. (laughs) Hey, father of the modern army. B, wrote 35 books. Mm, And C, first U.S. president to win a Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, I don't think he won a Nobel Peace Prize. I don't think so either. Teddy didn't win a prize. I'm going to say B, wrote 35 books. You think that's a lie? You know. You wrote 36? (laughs) No, I'm going to say it was C. I'm going to say it was C. You're right. I don't think he won that prize. All right, we don't think he won the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. Mm. Oh, he's He's the the father father of of the modern Navy? Oh, you Not slick. the modern oh, the, army. Oh, you slick. Something, that something. one I totally believe because Theodore Roosevelt was like the men's man president. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised he won the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I feel you like know he what was I like, always like hunting bears. About ooh, bear. Um, oh, bears. I'm like, <laughs> like so. I'm like that little her. kid in squirrel. Ears are like squirrel, like the dog and up. That's me right now with bears. Um, I want to say something about us, you guys, right now, because yes. playing yes. that game, you would think mm-hmm. uh, we would each pick a different answer and see who won to get it right. But it shows mm. we operate as a team. We, we all do. agreed we on our team. answer. We were going to win or lose together. Unity. That's how we're Can I say I'm week. proud to be on a team with you two? You know, Thank I feel you. the same way. I am so proud, you guys. We did it. We did it. We did it. it No secrets here. We're on the same team. But keep appropriate (laughs) secrets. Those nighttime (laughs) thoughts to yourself. I don't have nighttime thoughts. I don't. I go to sleep. (laughs) My grandma always said the nighttime is when the devil comes out. So I go to bed. Is that what she said? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) My grandma had nine kids. That's right. (laughs) She locked the door and said, I'm done. Thank you. Yeah. She's like, "Uh, bye, guys. (laughs) Nine. Oh, Theodore K. Mullins has a um, a request. What What is it, Theodore K. Mullins? Hey, guys, I just want you to remember something. My ancestors just tapped into my DNA, and they said that we're okay. going to be doing more Q&As down the line. Are we? Yeah, both, Tell me as, more. both as hosts and with some of our guests. And we also have some follow-up to that. If you have a question for us, mm. feel free to send us an email that's new to me because i'm from the olden days also send us a, a voice memo at welcome to our show podcast at gmail.com that's welcome to our show podcast at gmail.com please list the person or persons the message is for in the subject line we look forward to hearing from you told harpo to beat me Okay. Thank you, Theodore. Thank Thank you, Theodore. We will play your voice memos on the show. That's right. On the show. As long as it's not weird, don't get weird. If they're weird, (laughs) I will play them for my friends and family. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. um, It was great to see you. Great to see you guys. But we have to go, folks. We love you. See you next week. Yes. We have a merch line out, right? We have a merch line out, right? Yeah, yeah. links in all our bios. I yeah, think. there we go. Okay, yeah. Link in bio. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Welcome to Our Show, a New Girl Recap Podcast. 
Welcome to our show is a production of iHeartRadio, hosted by Zoe Deschanel, Lamorne Morris, and Hannah Simone. Our executive producer is Joelle Monique. Our engineer and editor is Daniel Goodman. The Welcome to Our Show theme song was written by Zoe Deschanel, performed and produced by Zoe Deschanel and Pierre DeRieter. Follow us on Instagram at Welcome to Our Show Pod. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can email us at Welcome to Our Show Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share far and wide. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next week. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.